think is very simple, but most simple things are the, uh, are the deeper, the things we, we overlook. As we know, we, we love speaking and talking about uh, not speaking about other people, Hilchus Lashon Hara. The Lashon Hara begins and is built from, and its source begins in how a person looks at somebody else. Seeing the negative, right? We know this, we've said this many times, that a person's thoughts, a person has whatever it is, uh, 80,000, we said this yesterday, 80,000, 90,000 uh, thoughts. Um, they're mostly repetitive, 90% of them are repetitive, and like 90%, 80% of anyone wants to look it up, we do this all the time, 80%, 90% are um, negative. Repetitive and negative, the same thoughts. Um, and, and if they're negative, so when I see other people, besides the fact that obviously the negativity is within me, that we know, that's Pashut, Right, that I have the negativity that I'm seeing in someone else. But besides that, um, it's, it's focusing on the negative. It means I'm looking at the negative. As the Svasema says, have he done as kol ha'adam lekavzchus? Which he says is kol ha'adam. So no matter how negative somebody is, or no matter how bad someone is doing something, you can't tell me you can't find something good about that person or something good about the situation, no matter who it is, right? That's how you have to look at yourself as well. We all have negative traits. We all have things that, we're, that we are not good at or that we, we are weak in or whatever it might be. Um, but to focus on um, what, what, where is my lens? Is my lens focused on the positive or my lens is focused on the negative? So Lashon Hara is a result of my lens and my eyes seeing the negative. Which means, yes, you have negative within you. Yes, your roommate, your parents, whoever it might be, your siblings, your spouse, your children, whoever it might be, your boss, your, your whoever it might be, yes, they might have something negative, but you're focusing on the negative and you're not focusing on the positive. That's Lashon Hara. That's where Lashon Hara is built from. Yeah, Zach. Nice. So in Rav Nachman, in, 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 um, in, in Lakute Maran, right, there's the famous piece where he says, Odmad vein Russia, there's Boynantal Makoima, right, that you have to see the toiv, you see the good. But it's not just a, um, a, a, a breast of, as we're going to talk about in a second. Um, but correct. It's called the Nakuda Toiva, or in Chasidus is the Pintaliyid, the, the, that every Jew has this part of him that is holy, that is untouched. No matter how far you've fallen, you have this peace that can always be, um, you know, looked at in tov. Okay? Everyone got that. So that's the reason why a lot of times we'll speak Lashon Hara. The reason we'll speak Lashon Hara is because I'm focused on the negative. Now someone's going to say, okay, this guy has a lot of negative and he has a little bit of positive. Okay, good. It's much harder sometimes when you have somebody who's actually displaying a lot of negativity to focus on their good. 
But that's the key. The key is to find. I always say you find the good. When you're, when you, what, what do you find? You find something that you can't see. Otherwise, you don't have to find it. Have to find, you have to find your pen. Mayor doesn't have to find his pen. It's right in his hand. But if you're like, oh, where's my pen? Then you have to start looking for it. It means it's not here. So when you're trying to find the good, it means you can't. It's not so natural. It's not so obvious that you could find the good. Okay? So Nachi's getting nervous because it's like, he put the chumash right in front of me. He's like, and I thought we are doing parsha today. Very good. How is this the parsha? Sneak. What? Sneak. Okay. Okay, we'll see. You'll add to it. So what does this have to do with the parsha? So the word, so let me, let me just start with this. In last week's parsha, is the famous Rashi. It's in the beginning. It's always the, the earlier Rashi's are, are always the more famous ones because everyone... At least, gets, uh, at least you got to Shani, right? The first, first, right? The little bit. So one of the Rashi's, the famous Rashi in, in, um, in, in, uh, in Shmos, it's actually a Gemara. Rashi, most of the time, a lot of the times, is quoting a Medrash or a Chazal or a Gemara. And it's a Machlokas. And the Gemara says that, why? The Gemara, oh, very good. Nachi, what is it? Yeah, let's hear what? Wow, wow, man. Oh, you did it? You learned it? You learned it? Or you remember it? Exactly. Now, okay, but I didn't even say the puzzle. I didn't even say the puzzle. Really? You knew? Oh, I'm getting nervous. What else am I going to say, Mary? Okay, very good. Correct. So the, the, the famous Raja, right? one says, Melech Chadash, Vayaka Melech Chadash, it was a new paro. And the other one was what? That no. That uh, it was Shedeschachuk Zerosav. And what about you? What happened, what happened with Yosef? Right? So what is the Pasuk? What, is, what do we know? Asher lo yadas Yosef. What's the Rashi in there? According to, according to the Pshat, that it was, it was the same. Yeah, Mayor, you remember that one? Says, oh, he didn't know Yosef, but he's but he made himself like he was new. What does that mean? He didn't know Yosef. What does Rashi right. say? Oh, very good. See, I'm just holding. Very good. Very good. Beautiful. He made himself as if he didn't know Yosef. Right? What would I call that? That's called the chutzpah. He didn't know Yosef. Who just saved? Who just saved his entire country? Who just took his country that was, was, was going down the tubes because of the, the famine and everything? What did he do? He entirely set up the country and totally, totally re-apportioned uh, um, all of the food and everything. A chutzpah. Know what that's called? That's called somebody who um, has so much... Here, I'll, I'll, I'll give you another example. Someone who's like that. You have everything, everything, everything. Someone does everything, everything, everything. And then you go ahead and you just focus on the negative. You focus on the negative. Instead of saying, whoa, whoa, this guy. Here I have this, this Jew who helped me out. Here this guy changed everything. Okay, I might, might not like this about the Jewish people. I might be nervous about the Jewish people for this. But it's called, here's the, the, the big word. It's called hakaras. Hatov. What is the simple meaning of hakaras hatov? Noticing the good. People think hakaras hatov means to say thank you. That's not hakaras hatov. 
It is, uh, it is nice to tell someone thank you. That's not hakara satov. Why should it be called hakara satov? That's called midos tovos. <laughs> That's called having good midos. Hakara satov doesn't mean you're a nice guy. Hakara satov means you're makir. You recognize the good. You don't focus on the bad. Paro, who is the opposite letter, is paro spelled backwards, is haoref, the neck, right? Is the opposite of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu in this week's parsha. Okay, now you know where I'm going, Nachi. In this week's parsha, what happens? In this week's parsha, Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu to do what? To go ahead and to hit, right? To hit the Nile, right? Hit the Nile. And what's going to happen when you hit the Nile? It's going to turn into, it's going to turn into blood. What did Moshe Rabbeinu say? What did he tell him? I can't hit it. Why can't I hit it? Hakar Satov. What do you mean Hakar Satov? Because your makir, what happened? Because the water saved Moshe Rabbeinu. The water saved Moshe Rabbeinu. Then what happened when it came to the Tzvardim? Same exact thing. Hakar Satov. Then when it came to the Kinim, same thing. Couldn't hit the ground because of the Mitzri that, that saved, that, that he was saved by putting the Mitzri in the ground. What do we see the opposite? Moshe Rabbeinu is always the opposite of Paro. Paro is Velo Yada Elohim. I don't know God. Moshe Rabbeinu is the one who knows Hashem. Who knows Hashem? You know who knows Hashem? Ready for this? This is going to be a heavy one. And this is based actually on the Masil Sharm. You know what? Get me, if you can get me. Get me can you get me my Masil Sharm? I'll find it. In Mesil Susharim, he says very clearly, in Zrizas, we said this yesterday a little bit, but one of the reasons, this is very, very scary. What do you think question. about it? What? How did I answer your question? He said in Zrizas. In Zrizas. In Mesil Susharim, listen to what he says. He says like this. He says, how does a person, how is a person Kona, why am I lazy and I don't daven well? Why don't I learn? Why am I do, not doing the mitzvahs? Why am, not, why am I not acting the way I want to act as a Jew? So this is what he says. Very scary. He says, what, does, what makes a person motivated? Right? You want to listen to who's a big motivational speaker nowadays? Who is it? E.T.? Tony Robbins? Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins is still big? No, you're fenster. Okay. So motivate, right? So who, who, who motivates, right? So listen to what he says. says you, you guys want to know what's going to motivate you? Here he goes. Says the Ramchal in Perak Ches, Ma'ash Yudba Lahagbir motivation is the staklus berov hatovos. Do you recognize what is being done for you? Moshe Rabbeinu is panim el panim. Moshe Rabbeinu is what? Was able to be in touch with Hashem all the time. How ironic is it that the man who is in touch with Hashem, who saw Hashem all the time, is the same person who's not going to hit the water. Why? Because he recognized all that is done for him all the time. And when a person realizes the opposite of Paro, 
Paro is Mitzrayim, is Meitzar, is the Ervas Aretz, is everything the opposite of God, everything the opposite of anything that we believe in. Why? So people are going to say, oh, because what? They were from, they weren't from, they were this, they were. It says, But what did the Jewish people have? They had a model of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is a person who goes ahead and he is makir tov. He recognizes. He's recognizing the good. Look what he says. That a person recognizes from the day he's born until the day he dies. Here it is. The more a person recognizes what he has and what was given to him, Question, comments. So this week's parasha, one of the things that you see very, very, very clearly, and what's incredible is that this is where all of the miracles happen. You know, you know when miracles happen? Miracles happen when you recognize al nisecha shabachol yom imanu. When you realize that everything's a miracle. One of the little kids came to his father, who was a big tzaddik, and they were talking about Kriyas Yamsuf, and oh, Kriyas Yamsuf is so amazing. And the little kid said to his tati, he says, why are you saying that Kriyas Yamsuf is so amazing? Just the fact that Hashem created water is so amazing. Al nisecha shabachol yoyimimanu. And in next week's parasha, at the end of the parasha, first question comes, then I'll go to the, the shot in parasha's bow. Yes, Binyamin. Why? What do you mean? Right. Right. No, he didn't tell. He didn't tell him to do it. They they asked why. He told them not to. He told Aaron to. It's not that he told them to. I, I didn't say it right. He, t- he told Aaron to hit the, the water. Uh, what? Okay, good. It's a good kasha. Good. Good. And I... Well, he didn't tell him. He didn't tell him. What? That what? From himself. Yeah. Well, Nachi was saying, why an Aaron? Why not? Why does an Aaron have a curse to tell you for my shalom? For the water for the good. Yeah. It's good. Okay, there's one more piece on here, but I want to hear a question, comments on this. So, Hakara Satov, you have to remember, if you have trouble saying thank you, you probably are a very negative guy. I mean, a lot of us are negative. It's normal to be negative. But if you have trouble saying thank you, if you have trouble seeing the good, it's not the shot that, it's not the shot you have trouble seeing the good. It means you probably don't appreciate all the wonderful things that are done to you. If you're unmotivated, this is going to be a hard one. This might trigger some of you. If you're not motivated, it's probably because, says the Ramchal, it's probably because you don't recognize the gifts that Hashem gives you. We don't recognize how great we have it. 
One of the, one, I remember hearing this many times. A person who's depressed, who's, you know, I'm not talking about someone who suffers from real, real depression. I'm saying someone who's down, is down. The best thing you can do is go to a hospital. Go, go see that. There are people who don't, who don't have what you have. Go see that there are people who are sick. Go see, you know, people who are in, in, a, in a more challenging situation. Why? What does that do? What that does is, is it makes us appreciate what we have. We're makir the toiv. All shalom bias, all issues between a husband and a wife come from a person not recognizing all the good that's being done. Your parents, this is a tough one. This definitely is a, is a big trigger. Even if your parents have, have, have done things that you don't, that you're not happy about. But the, in Sefer HaChinuch it says when a person recognizes the fact that you're alive is because of your parents. Because of your parents, you're alive. Yes? So should some people put themselves in those situations to be Yes, could be. Yes, sometimes. Sometimes when a person does, Bayer's asking, is it good to put yourself sometimes in a situation where you are able to see the contrast between what you have and what other people have 100%. I, remember, I know in Chaveirim, many times, right? When people work in a special needs camp, or they, they work with sick children, or, or people who, are, who, who, have, who have challenges and different situations, and a lot of these places don't pay people, right? Because the people, even if they pay, they say, what do you mean, it did more for me than I did for the kid? Why did it do more for me? Because I, because I, because I recognize what life is about. That's the opposite. Paro, remember, we're in Mitzrayim. We have to get out of Mitzrayim. We always have to get out of Mitzrayim. It's one of the biggest mitzvahs that's constantly. Why? You got to get away from Paro. Because Paro goes ahead and he has Yosef. And he says, who's this Yosef guy? I don't remember. What is that? That's the opposite of Hakar Satov. It's the opposite of recognizing the good. Because if Paro had true Hakar Satov, he would never, never have said, oh, I don't know who this Yosef guy is, I don't know who these Jewish people are. What do you mean you don't know who these Jewish people are? These guys saved your whole entire country. This, this Jew saved your whole country. Where's your, where's your Hakar Satov? Where's your recognition of the good? Of the good. And what's interesting is, that's how we have a Geula. Moshe Rabbeinu is the goel. A person wants to have a geula. A person wants to be free from his troubles. Sometimes it's not the problems that you have. They say one of the, a story of one of the tzaddikim. Someone wrote a letter to one of the tzaddikim. And he wrote a whole letter about all of his problems and all of his problems. And the tzaddik sent back and he circled the letter I, 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 I. It was like 20, 30 times. And he said, that's your problem. That's your problem. You think your problem is this. You think your problem is this. You think your problem is this. The problem is your ego. The problem is you don't recognize how much good you have. You're looking at this problem and that problem and I got this problem and I got that problem and I got this problem and I got that problem. You don't realize how much bracha, how much blessing. When Moshe Rabbeinu teaches us and Hakara Satov teaches us I think it is this. And by the Ramchal saying that is very scary. Who else is like that? Haman, right? It's one of the things I love Haman. Why do I love Haman? Because Haman is, is such a great example of a person who had everything. He had everything. He was, the, he had everything. Just what happened? He has one little Jew 
who won't bow down to him. He's got everything else. He's got everything else. Every, could you imagine that? And you guys know that feeling, right? Where you have that one person, right? You could have so much this and so much that, but you have that one guy who bothers you or that one person who you think is better than you or if you have one thing. So what do you have? You have so much good and what do you focus on? We focus on that one person who, who, you know, who, who makes it difficult for us. That's Paro. That's the, that's the avoda of Paro. And he says, he says, He says, there's nothing really that we can give back to Hashem. But the only thing we can give back to Hashem is at least thank Him and do what He asks you to do. So He asks you to put on tefillin, put on tefillin. He asks you to keep Shabbos, keep Shabbos. He asks you to, to, to be Shomer Yorinayim, try and be Shomer Yorinayim. He asks you to not speak Lashon Hara, don't speak Lashon Hara. So at least what am I doing that will motivate me when, I'm, when I recognize how much good that Hashem has given me. Okay, question, comments, please. Yes, that's not all. I just want to see how, on very recently, how it's crazy how, like, being stuck in traffic for 10 minutes will completely derail, like, the whole plan. Correct. 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 You remind me, and it sounds funny, you remind me about the traffic. I remember there was a guy, uh, no, no, there was a guy, there's a guy who was uh, uh, one of my students from Shoyashiv who came to Israel, I think maybe five, six years ago. You remember the story? What? Okay. So I, and, and I remember he came to the Moshav and he was in traffic for like, I don't know, an hour and a half going from Yerushalayim to here. And he came, and I was like, oh, I was like a little bit apologetic. Like sometimes on, on the corner over there, there's a lot of traffic. So he goes, and I said to him, his name's Shlaimi. I said, Shlaimi. I said, oh, Yvay, I feel bad, so, so bad about the traffic. He goes, bad about the traffic? He says, I haven't been in Eretzron in such a long time. It just gave me a chance to just enjoy and to see how many cars were on the road and to see it was like lovely. It was like, he was like telling me, I'm like, that's, that, that's, that's incredible. That's all perspective. That's all being makir. I remember I had that also. I remember after Corona, I remember driving somewhere um, around here and there was like traffic. And I was like, yes, this is awesome. There hasn't been traffic, you know. So, so, so what changes? What changes is we forget. What changes is we forget all the good that we have. We forget all the beautiful things that we have. We forget how, how blessed we are. Moshe Rabbeinu teaches us. And if you're not motivated in a certain area, you got to really challenge yourself on that. That's what the Ramachal says. If you're not motivated in a certain area, you have to ask yourself, well, do I recognize all the gifts in that area that I have? Do I recognize what Hashem has given me? How much I have? How much is given to me? And, and that alone, says Ramchal, will motivate you. Will be a big motivating factor. Yes, Binyamin. He what? Why? Hashem didn't command him. Okay, so maybe he did. I'm saying maybe he did. So maybe Hashem wanted to teach, teach Akar Sadov. Maybe Moshe Rabbeinu did. 
What do you mean? Oh, beautiful. Binyamin reminds me. Binyamin reminds me of the guy who's in shul, and he his kid goes over to the to the candy man, and he runs and he and he uh, gets candy from the candy man, and he comes back, and the father asks him, "Did you make a bracha for the candy?" Yeah, Binyamin. And what do I say? Did you say thank you? Not did you make a bracha. Don't worry about the bracha. The bracha comes second. Did you say thank you? Why? Why? Someone will say, what do you mean? You gotta make a bracha. And then say thank you. What's the reason? Because if you say thank you to the man, then you'll say thank you to Hashem. It's actually the, the chinuch says that. The chinuch says that what is the mitzvah of keep it of aim? The mitzvah of honoring your parents is because if you can't be thankful for your parents, then you can't be thankful for Hashem. You can. Why? Because if physical people who did so much for you, even if they're things that they didn't, that you didn't like or whatever it is, if you can't thank the candy man, then you're, you're not going to thank Hashem for the, for the candy either. So it could be, Binyamin, it's the same thing. Because you're saying, exactly, the I, the I, the I, the me, which is interesting because Moshe Rabbeinu is the most humble person. How ironic. He's the most humble person. Because a humble person, right, we're called Yehudim. Why would the Chedushi Arim, Nachi's grandfather, said, why are we called, why are we called Yehudim? Why are we called Jews, Yehudim? Why Yehudim? Because we are moda, we're constantly saying, what's the first thing we do when we wake up in the morning? What? Yeah, where's Hoid from? Where's Hoid? Where, what's the Midah of Hod? The Midah of Hod? No, where's that from? From Hodah, Hanukkah. It's the same Mida. It's the same Mida. You're humble. You're humble. You're not I. You take away the I. You, you what? Correct. You're, thank, you're thankful. You bend over. The first thing a Jew says in the morning is what word? Moda. They all ask. Why do you say Moda Ani? Say Ani Moda. Good question, right, Mayor? Say Ani Moda. What are you saying? I thank you, Hashem. They say, no, you don't start the first words that you wake up in the morning with I. You start with the first words, thank you, thank you. That's what a Jew does. A Jew is always saying thank you because when you say thank you, you recognize how much you have and how much was given to you and how much blessing you have. And when you realize how much blessing you have, then you become motivated. Then you're motivated. That's what the Ramchal says. So if I'm unmotivated... It means I don't realize. You know why? It's very simple. If I gave you $1,000 every day, if I gave you $1,000, I came over to you with cash and said, here you go, here's $1,000 right now. And then on Monday I do it. And then on Tuesday I do it. And then I come over to you and I say, could you do me a favor? Could you meet me somewhere at 6 o'clock in the morning? You'd say, yeah, of course, for sure. And then someone will say, oh, well, it's only going to last once. Not if I give you $1,000 every day, it won't last once. It'll last every time. If you have a job, for if someone's paying you, paying you, what? <laughs> yeah, correct. But that's not being my, right. But then that's not, being, that's not recognizing. That's not recognizing all the gifts that a person has. So, so, and the Gula, the Gula, it's incredible, is this parsha of the Nisim and the Niflos to get Adam and Mitzrayim. No, it's crazy. The biggest Meitzar, the biggest constriction is 
that my life is miserable. Yeah, you can have problems. We all have problems. Who doesn't have problems? We all have problems. But am I, am I able to recognize how many wonderful things I have within my problems? So what? What are my problems already? So good. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Yes. So what's the difference between uh, self-promotion and then like uh, self-growth when you really have to focus on yourself? What, what, explain what you're saying? There's certain periods in your, like when you need to work on certain things where you really have to just focus on yourself. It's not a contradiction. It's not a contradiction to to be working to better myself versus I don't recognize how many things my wife does for me. I don't recognize how much my mother did for me, does for me, my father, my grandparents, my teachers, my my everything. God, Hashem. You want to start with Hashem. That's nothing to do with not working on myself. That'll motivate you to work on yourself. You'll want to be better. You'll want to be more someone who's doing more. You'll want to be a better son. You'll want to be a better husband. You'll want to be a better person. Hashem, I want to be a better Jew. What do you mean? Hashem, what can I do for you? Look how much you've done for me. Again, when a person is looking at the negative, he's not being mockier all the positive. We're all guilty of this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving anybody here musr. We're all guilty of this. Yeah, Zach. Beautiful, beautiful. It's impossible to get to know someone one, one good thing about them. Right, beautiful. So I could say from that, I don't know, I've never heard that, I don't know who that is, but I would assume the more good things you see about someone then, according to that, the more you know them. The more you know them. The more good, the more good, the more beauty, the more amazing things that you see in someone. It's incredible. It's incredible. What's one of the greatness? The, the one of the great one of the great things that, that I see that I witness whenever I'm with Rabbi Kalish, and, and I see is that is that just seeing like just you know it's, it's harder for me you know a ninth grader a tenth grader an eleventh grader you know it's much it's much harder to see when 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 everyone else sees all the negative. And all you do is just see the positive. And people think like, oh, you know, you're like, you're just, you know, you're just looking at the positive. No, he, he knows them more than, according to what you're saying, Zach. He knows them more because he knows, he knows the, the good, the tov, the good. And that's something that we can emulate in, within ourselves to say, look how much Hashem gives me. Yes, there are things that I'm upset about. Yes, there are things that are challenging. Yes, there are things that are hard. Yes, there are things that I can complain about, whatever it might be. But focusing on the toe. She goes, Zach, I like that a lot. Who is that? Who is the... Uh, uh, okay, you'll send me... Send me uh... Yeah, yeah. Yes, Reverend Lazarus. Right. Right. 
Right, right. Self-absorption, like Rabbi Lazarus is saying, is that you're, you're, I, I want to say this is important. It, it, it's, it's that you, it's like you're, 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 you're not recognizing, we're, we're not recognizing, myself included. We don't recognize the, which, which makes sense also, because the power of his chachus was taken away by Mitzrayim, it says, from the Jewish people. That's why the first mitzvah in the Torah given to the Jewish people in Mitzrayim is a chodesh hazel lachem, which means renewal. And the reason I say renewal is because people say, yeah, I'm going to wake up tomorrow because I woke up today. I'm going to have the good tomorrow because of the good that I had today. Like, and that's what Rabbi Lazarus was saying. Where we take for granted the fact that everything's good. Like, yeah, oh, of course I'm going to have a meal. Yeah, of course I'm going to have. One of the things that October 7th, that, that Simchas Torah, I think, did to a lot of us was it made us appreciate how, how peaceful and everything was before then. Now it's like, whoa, everything's upside down. In one second, a person's whole life can turn upside down. When a person has a schatzus, and he says, wait, wait, one second, I'm not taking it for granted, the fact that now I can eat, and now I can sleep, and now I have whatever it is that I have. Okay, anyone else, Les, as we wrap up? Any question, comments, please? Yes. What? Yes. I'll end off with the Rebbe Rabzisha. The Rebbe Rabzisha, I think it's his uh, yard site. You're outside right now. So, Minishmaim. So, we'll say something from the Rebbe of Zisha. Nachi. The Rebbe of Zisha says that Rashi says, and it actually fits with this, uh, what we're talking about. Rashi says that why couldn't the Khartoumim do the Kinim? Anyone remember? What? And therefore? So, what that they're too small? What does Rashi say? Anyone remember? No, Nachi, go find it. Oh, oh. Why couldn't the magicians of Paro, the Khartoumim, do Kinim? So, so Nachi says, because why? Because they're too small. Right? Rashi says. What is it? So what's the lush of Rashi? The shade. She'ain ha shade sholate alberia pechusa mikisaora. Rashi in. Parakhes Pasuk Yudalid. Velo Yahulu Rashi says, Vayasu Kena Khatum Ladimla Hutsias again below Yahulu. They weren't able to. Rashi says, because the Yatsahara does not rule over a a creature Shamata Tepam less than a size. Says the Hailiger Abzisha. If you want the Yetzirah not to rule over you, make yourself less than the size of a Saora. If you humble yourself and you make yourself humble, then the Yetzirah cannot get you. When does the Yetzirah get you? Ego. E-G-O. Stands for etching God out. You want to get God out of your life? And it's Mamash the same thing they were saying. Oh, me, I, I need this. This is supposed to be for me. Blah, blah, blah. A person's humble, the Yitzhahara runs away from him. So if the Yitzhahara is on you, you have two lessons from, from today. Number one is, if you're unmotivated, it's probably because you don't recognize all the gifts. We don't recognize all the gifts. And number two, 
if your Yetzirah is attacking you a lot, it's time to work on maybe being a little bit more humble. Okay, Hashem will help us all. We should be Zoha to an amazing tonight. What time is uh, after Mara of 10, 30, 11 o'clock? Looking forward to an amazing 11, 15, and an amazing Shabbos together. Let's be Zoha to be Makir Tov, to see the incredible good things, and uh, have a wonderful evening, first evening of the rest of your life.